Welcome, everyone, to episode 384 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Today's topic is kind of a lack of a topic, I guess. Uh, we are going to be doing a Just the News main segment. Uh, I've had a super busy week packing and stuff for moving. We move in the morning tomorrow, so I didn't have I didn't have any time to prep. Uh, so I looked up a few news stories that I'm going to cover. Uh, maybe we'll scroll the, the video game news ticker. Uh, towards the end if we run out of stuff stuff to talk about and uh yeah that's gonna be our main segment it's i guess it's kind of a combined uh main segment and nibble bits so we won't have the nibble bit segment this week so if that's your favorite segment i apologize uh will do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode i'll be talking about some spyro 3 um i am very sad about it and i'll get into it uh, when we when we do what we played but um, you know, when you, I talked to you about this, so I'll say it just real quickly on here. You know, when you finish a game and you get really sad that you've kind of, you completed everything in it. I'm having Absolutely. that right. I'm having that right now, big time. So yeah, that happens to me. Anytime I like really enjoy a game, I'm always sad when it's over. Um, you know, uh, the recent examples of that are obviously Breath of the Wild. I was, I was devastated when it was over because that's one game I really wish I could relive again the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar- Mario Odyssey is another one that I, that I was sad when it was over. Games like that that I have a lot of fun with. Yeah, uh, I'm always sad when it's over. A game like uh, a game like Dark Souls, I'm more relieved than sad when it's over. <laughs> so that's not quite the same thing, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Jesus, the Spyro Reignited trilogy was the most fun I had playing games this year. So yeah, for yeah, it to be exactly. gone, I'm just like devastated. Yep. Uh. Okay, well, let's get into the main segment, shall we? Will let's do it. I uh, I don't there's there'll be a little Nintendo talk there, Dave, but not not too much. Uh, two weeks from now, though, we'll, when we do the Smash Brothers episode, uh, that's obviously heavy Nintendo. So, and I think the other two might be on for it too, right? I would Ish, imagine. I, I would think so. Uh, everyone's getting it, and we are having a weekend dedicated to Smash. So, yeah, yeah, I can imagine there. that'll be. <laughs> Eric's flying in for it. <laughs> yes, he's flying up here to New York to play it with us. So, uh, Okay, so my first one is that Bioware teases a Dragon Age announcement. Uh, so this, I don't, I, f- I feel like it was on their blog um, that that one of the, one of the higher-ups in Bioware said, you know, if you've been following this person, this person, this person's on Twitter, you know we've been teasing Bioware. They said they're going to, na- or teasing Dragon Age. Uh, they said they're going to announce something soon. No word on what what that is or when it's going to be. Uh, some people are guessing the Game Awards, which are next Thursday, Thursday the sixth. So uh, I always I hate that they're on Thursday. It's uh, we have an episode. Yeah, we'll have our episode early next week, and we can do or maybe late. Maybe we could do our episode Friday and cover the Game Awards for our episode. Yeah, we can do that. All right, maybe we'll do that. Wait, 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 wait. Oh no, we're duh. We're going to be yeah. yeah. We Next week is Smash Weekend already. Oh, geez. Isn't anyway, that crazy? <laughs> yeah, Holy crap. That. can't believe we're almost there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this it's exciting, but I'm very nervous about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Only because of the trend that Bioware's kind of taken with their games. That Obviously, they're doing a lot more online stuff. 
which I just don't want to see. Um, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda was okay. It wasn't as good as uh, the, the the trilogy. So, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Will? As somebody who is not the biggest Dragon Age fan, did like Inquisition, though, because uh, I did play a little bit of it. I just didn't kind of go all in like you guys did. I am... I think Bioware kind of has learned their lesson a little bit with Mass Effect Andromeda because if you're a studio like that, a proud studio, and your game gets just belittled online, that's kind of that's gotta be a hit to you a little bit. Yeah. All those hard people, all hardworking people who work on these games, like you know, I would be I'd be devastated by that. So yeah. I kind of think that this new Dragon Age is gonna be pretty good. Yeah, well, I, I'm I, in a, a very good mood, so I'm optimistic on this episode. Nice. <laughs> so that might be me just being a little bit too. So too we have an op- op- optimistic will for the whole episode. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Glad to hear. I'm 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 somewhat optimistic today too, uh, which I'll I'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, so uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Will. I think I think it's going to be fine. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that EA doesn't have too much say in what happens here with the next, the next, uh, Dragon Age. I'll be interested to see where they take it. You know, um, I like the series. Dragon Age Origins was awesome. Dragon Age 2, eh, but I also really like Dragon Age Inquisition, so. Now, is this their next, never mind, it's Battlefield. I was going to ask if this is their next big release since, like, the Battlefront 2 and, um, Andromeda, and what was the other controversies they got themselves into recently? Uh, Anthem? I think people are not sure about Anthem. There's another thing I'm pretty sure that I saw that people were like, oh, giving EA a hard time for, but I can't remember. Probably. But Battlefield has since released, and it's been received fairly well, so. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've not heard a lot about it, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, because we would know if it was a mess, right? We would definitely know if it was a mess, but we would also know if it was like the second coming. I've heard very little about it, so I'm, I'm just assuming it's it's good, but not earth shattering. My one friend who bought it loves it, so that's um, he's a bigger Battlefield fan. Like we all really like Battlefield, but yeah. we don't play it like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you really love something, you play it religiously. We've all liked it, but we've never really gotten super into it. But he plays it a lot, so okay. And he he likes it, so. Okay. All right, Will, you got something? I have a lot of stuff, Dan. Nice. Um, I guess uh, we'll start with this one. I hope you don't have it, but... Uh, it doesn't matter if we have overlap. No well, ep- episode two of Life is Strange 2 won't release until January. Yeah, I also have that one. Perfect, so we can t- yeah. both talk about it then. Sure. Yeah, so uh, apparently they're... In their newest blog post that the, the studio Don't Nod put out said that episode two rules is out January 2019. Um, they talked about they they didn't want to fail to meet the benchmark of benchmark of quality and emotional emotional impact that this game delivers on people. So basically they're saying they pushed it back a little bit later to improve upon the game. Okay. Makes me happy because was not a fan of the first episode in the slightest. So yeah. um, I do think that they can't keep pushing it back too far from episode to episode so was the first one was it was september wasn't it when the first one came out 
I do declare, yeah. I think it was September. So when you got that long, it reminds me of I played the very first Walking Dead Telltale game. Uh And I remember finishing an episode and being like, I don't know what I'm going to see the next episode because that's how far it was in between releases. Yeah. So with this, I really, really don't want that. Uh, I think they can get away with, hey, we want to, you know, make sure the quality is good and have a more of an emotional impact. I think they can get away with it for one episode, but I don't think they can do it again on the next release. Yeah, I, I really feel like three months is a. It'll be four months when January rolls around. That's a little too much. I already kind of forgot a lot of what happened. I feel like I should play it again. And usually, I like to wait when these games come out. But because I liked Life is Strange and 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 Before the Storm so much, that I decided not to wait for this particular one and and jump into it right away. Uh, you know, I'm not not sure if that's necessarily the best way to play those games. I feel like it's better to just play them all together. Yeah, and I think uh, a month and a half is my longest point. Yeah, that I can do. I would rather them take. I would rather them go. All right, so we're releasing the first episode in January. Have the second one just about ready. Wait a couple of weeks. Release the second one. You know, having been worked on working on the third episode, you know, I would yeah. have rather them do that strategy. Uh, yeah, just move back the September release to maybe maybe November or December. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I'm not beholden to um, Square Enix or anything like that. So right. I guess it, it's easier for me to sit here and say that, but it probably doesn't work for them on the publisher end. I were to guess yeah with that being said dan are we counting episode one for anything or are we just gonna wait until next year when the whole game's out no you have to play the full game perfect okay i think Uh, that's only fair because i thought it was weird in the game awards that episode one is up for anything was it up for something i don't remember what the award what what games uh, for impacts were i want to say go figure all right so okay uh, yeah, that was on on my list also. Uh, moving on, Kingdoms of Amalur is now available in X- Xbox One's backwards compatibility catalog. There's a couple other games uh, added too, but that's really the heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of people were hoping that was going to happen, um, especially with the 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 acquisition of the the IP by. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Who bought the Kingdoms of Amalur IP? Uh, 38 studios that's who had it before I'll look it up um, but yeah it, I, I think a lot of people were hoping that was going to happen um, I think people are still kind of hoping for a remaster I don't know if we'll see that but uh, yeah uh, that, that was that was exciting news um, so it's a good good time to jump in if you haven't jumped in it's, it was very underrated I think it holds up well uh, I play I play the first little bit every now and again uh, just to revisit it a little bit. It's it's quite the good game. Do you think with the backwards you had the uh, with the back row? <laughs> uh, they I'm pretty sure they owned it for a while. So a, de- a game developer just bought it, though. And I'm going to well, look up who it was. Do you think game developers putting work, you know, get it on there for backwards compatibility in hopes of potentially doing a second one? That's me being super like optimistic but do you think yeah. in our lifetime we'll see another kingdoms of amalur game oh definitely you think so yeah a second one yeah yeah i um yeah it's uh be, because someone bought oh, it's thq nordic 
That's who did it. Who? who bo- yep. Uh, Beardless just put it in the chat. THQ Nordic bought the the IP for it. So THQ still around? I uh, yeah, not really. Um, THQ closed down, but then they I don't know. I feel like I, someone bought. Yeah, I, they're still around, but not in the same capacity <laughs> as they were. Yes. So THQ Nordic. So THQ Nordic might not be the best one to own the IP. No, they're perfect for it. They've been doing that actually a lot, is buying up old IPs of uh, you know, like kind of cult classic type of games. Um, I'll have to I'll look up what's on their slate because I'm interested now. But they've they've done that a lot lately, and uh, I think Darksiders is another one they picked up from the the scrap heap. I don't think Darksiders three reviewed all that well, but um, mm-hmm. that's kind of a cult cult classic or a cult favorite franchise. Yeah, um, I mean, if they pick that's the type of things that they do. And if they picked it up from development limbo, uh, that's kind of not their fault with, you know, them making a new Kingdoms of Amalur game. Like, it's going to be them doing it from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, because there was no... I feel like they were working... uh, 38 Studios were working on an MMORPG. Yeah. uh, In addition to Kingdoms of of Amalur. And uh, that was what caused their their downfall of 38 Studios. Uh, So... I really want to play... This is Amalur now. Well, now you can. It is available on the Xbox One backwards compatibility. I wonder if Erica and I already have it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I bet you know, out of all the games that we play on the podcast, I would put that like top five most solid IP, probably. Yeah. Definitely uh, top five most underrated games. Definitely. I, I think it reviewed okay. I think it was it got eights, eights and eight and a halfs. Like it, it was okay, but I really, really like that game. The one thing Kurt Schilling did well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely the whole bloody sock. Ugh, never forgive him for that. Well, anyway, go ahead, Will. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's get into some Nintendo talk here, real quick, for Dave, if he's yep. still there. Just um, for Dave. So. Mario Tennis is getting Mario Tennis Aces, sorry, is getting a bunch of new characters here pretty soon. They're going to be getting Shy Guy and Piranha Plant, which is pretty cool. But on top of that, they're going to be getting Luma. Um, can't remember her name. I'm blanking on her name right now because I don't have it up. Paulina. 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 Paulina and one of Bowser's kids are okay. going to be added to the game. Uh, so we're getting five new characters here pretty soon. That's pretty crazy to me. I know, I'm guessing Piranha Plant is going to be a power character. I know Paulina's speed, and I know Luma's technical. So oh, okay. that's kind of the breakdown of the characters. I can't tell you on Shy Guy because it's in Japanese. <laughs> and I don't remember Bowser's son. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that game's getting supported really, really well post-launch i don't know if anybody still plays it but i have not played it recently it's, it's one i bought really to play with the kids when they want to play four-player games but um they've just wanted been wanting to play mario kart so okay i'm never gonna say no to mario kart <laughs> i i have played uh, one of my friends in this uh in mario tennis quite a bit when he's around so it is it's a lot of fun to play when you have have friends around um yep uh, for those, I would do want to mention that December 1st is when you can go get Shy Guy and Piranha Plant because they did implement duo tournaments online, too. So how you uh, get the characters is you do um, a single-player tournament, you'll get Shy Guy, and then on the duos, you'll get Piranha Plant. 
so that's where you just log in, play one game, you'll get the characters. And I want to say the others are coming January. Okay. See if I can find it real quick. Nope, not a lot of information. But it's a sneak look. So Nice. Yeah, so that's what's coming tomorrow. Tennis Aces. Pretty awesome. It sucks that a lot of this cool content is going to be coming when Smash Brothers is out, though. So it'll get lost in the shuffle. Oh, definitely. I feel like Mario Tennis is already lost in the shuffle. They've screwed themselves by releasing not a lot of features in the game. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bare bones. As I said, the main reason I bought it was because I, I uh, had visions of the kid, you know, playing with the kids, which I'm sure we'll, we will at some point. But mm-hmm. right now they're just into Mario Kart, so... I mean, it's the most solid tennis game gameplay-wise. Yeah. But it just lacks so much to it that it needed. Uh, I needed a little bit more on launch, but... Yep. Yeah, that's it for that one. Okay. Uh, my next one is that MMORPG Wildstar is officially shut down now. You never like to hear that. Uh, I enjoyed my brief time with Wildstar. I played uh, in the beta, and then I... I played it briefly after launch. I feel like I bought it for like ten or fifteen dollars, and uh, I played a few hours worth. Nothing, nothing major, but I did did enjoy the concepts in the game, and I I enjoyed the game itself. Uh, but it's just, it was past the point where I was into MMORPGs anymore. So, yeah, never never ended up sticking with it. It's always had sad to hear these games shutting down, you know, because it I'm sure it did have its dedicated fan base. So. Yeah, I, I want to say Corey and I were the two that bought this game full price on launch. Oh, really? I could be wrong on that. I know I 100% did, and I think Corey did as well. But okay. um, I really liked it. Yeah. I was very disappointed um, to see it get shut down, and it didn't last. But kind of like you, uh, I was, I'm was i over MMORPGs for the most part. Yeah. I can't really see myself getting into another one, so... No, I don't have. I mean, maybe once my if my kids get into them when they're a little bit older, that's something we'll do together. But uh, you know, if I'm going to play an MMORPG now, it's going to be Guild Wars Two because that's what I know, that's what I'm familiar with, that's what I've put hundreds of hours into. So mm-hmm. that's the one I would play. Definitely, yeah. Kind of as you said, Guild Wars or Final Fantasy XIV were always the two that I I kept returning to. So yeah. Okay. What do you got next, Will? Uh, my next one is... Uh, I found this one kind of entertaining. Um, it was that the Zelda producer hinted at a Skyward Sword <laughs> coming to the Switch, the re- uh, remaster. So since then, Nintendo uh, has since said that at this time there are no plans to bring Skyward Sword to the to the Switch. Um, that doesn't mean too much to me. Yeah. Because they, if they weren't ready to announce it, they're not going to now. Um but kind of what happened was um, there was a Legend of Zelda concert in Osaka, Japan, and the big boss, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name, but he came out to the stage and teased a port stating, we know what you're thinking, Skyward Sword on Switch, right? And then he said nothing more. <laughs> oh, wow, really? More. Wow. Yes. So I don't know if that's him saying, I want this to happen you know, kind of lighting a fire in Nintendo to get it done. Uh, they have been remaking their old or remastering their old their old um, Zelda games. So yeah. I can see this one being next. I just wish Twilight Princess got brought to the Switch because I did not get a chance to really play it on the the Wii U. Okay. So 
Yeah, I, I'm all for them like throwing everything on the Switch at this point. You know, they honestly that's might as well. that's what I play. Like I don't, I haven't really gamed on my computer at all in months. I played a little bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I liked, but it's just too hard to come down here and find time to play on the computer. It's just so much easier to play stuff on the Switch. Totally agree. I think if I had a better computer setup, I might want to play on my computer more, but I really don't. So Yeah. On my computer, it needs to be upgraded, too. It's it's starting to get a little long in the tooth. Uh, and before Cyberpunk, which the video in the chat is Cyberpunk, for those of you wondering, and before Cyberpunk comes out, I do need to have my computer upgraded. Mm-hmm. So. Because I don't think, I mean, that's not going to come to the Switch. And uh, rumor has it that we'll be getting a console for Christmas. So, but that's, you know, I can't play a game like this with a controller and at 30 frames per second. So good thing. Max doesn't listen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I actually kind of want to upgrade my PC for, um, the new cyberpunk game. So I, I want to, I think you and I, do we both have to get brand new computers? Is that what we have to do? Um, it depends uh i need definitely need a new processor motherboard ram and then i will need a new graphics card after that so mm-hmm. it's you're looking at now yeah, well, probably about a grand so honestly in a lot of cases it is probably worth it to just get a new computer yeah especially if you can find a good one on, on a sale or even a, a gaming laptop they're not too bad anymore and they they put in the full graphics cards in the in the the systems nowadays, that's not a mobile GPU. It's the full like oh. 1060 or 1070. So, do you remember what graphics card I have, by the way? GTX 970. Because I think my friend has a Titan, and he's getting a new one. If he'll give you his Titan, that's pretty good. Depends on the, on the generation, but it's still a good card, you know. Because I was thinking of buying it off of him cheaply if I need to, just to kind of satisfy my my upgrading but i don't yeah, know i mean the problem I, is like even though most of the computing is done with the graphics card nowadays are even our like our processors and ram are are old at this point i mean my processor came out in 2011 so. and i want i want to say i was maybe a year i got my computer a year after that yeah yeah it could be two. so yeah I, my processor is pretty old as well so i have eight gigabytes of ddr3 ram and it's not even like good ram it's <laughs> what came in the computer that's one of the few pieces the processor and the ram are one of the few pieces that i haven't upgraded in the computer mm-hmm. i think everything else in it is new so i remember the, when you and i had the toasts of the town with the pc here on the yeah. podcast but yeah yeah we've fallen it's, behind <laughs> it's given me it doesn't owe me anything i'll put it that way it's it's given me a lot of hours of 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 chris crisp clean gaming so mm-hmm. yeah that's wild star shut down so go ahead will what do you got next my next one destiny 2's next expa- next expansion black armory is coming next week december 4th um so bungie reiterated that they're not doing traditional story dlcs anymore <laughs> which is kind of funny so i don't know i bet they end up doing one anyway but anyway um $40, that's a lot for expansions. Uh, Destiny 2, I don't know. I want to play the new one on PC because I got it for free. 
Um, I just don't see myself putting in the time to make any of it worth it to getting an expansion. Yeah, you know, I just don't think I don't think the games I sit down to replay aren't these games like Destiny or an MMORPG. Like I just don't do that. I replay games that I have older games that I really loved or um, a game like Spyro Reignited, like that's a game that I'll go back to replay because it's got the nostalgia value to it. I don't yeah. really continuously play these type of games uh, and keep trying to progress. So I just, I don't know. I do want to give it a try just to see what it's all about, but I don't think Destiny's for me. Yeah, no, I, I played it the first, I don't know, four or five hours or whatever. And that'll probably be it. Like I, it was, it looked nice. It played really nice, but it didn't didn't grab me. I'm not for the endless grind, uh, you know, gear gear type of stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was okay. So yeah. Uh, next on my list, Obsidian is apparently going to be announcing a new game during the Game Awards. That's Fallout New Seattle. I don't know. I would be very surprised if it was a fallout, but that would also be awesome. Are they kind of... They only really do these... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, games? The light Isometric, isometric yeah. point-and-click RPGs, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of what that's, they're doing. That's what they've done lately. Uh, they were also just purchased by Microsoft, so I don't know if that has an effect on whatever this announcement's going to be. We I will know. see. I I did read that despite the fact that they were purchased by Microsoft, they're still going to be making games for PlayStation also. So okay, you don't have to worry about that. They'll oh, TSA athletes. Corey says Fable Four. Who's doing Fable? The new Fable. Um, Playground. Uh, Playground. Yep. Yeah. The, the company that's the does Forza. Oh, Forza man. Horizon. That. It's gonna be. I wonder. Okay, so what's their faces? Uh, we're wow, Keely. Keely is that his Jeff name? Jeff Keely. Yeah. I was talking about how they has like ten new games to be announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, there's t- ten new games. Um, probably some Nintendo stuff. Some people think Metroid Four is gonna have a gameplay trailer. Oh God. But, but we don't know. It, oh, it was funny. I read. Uh, this is kind of on topic, but not really. Um. They were talking about uh, playing games on your te- on your Tesla cars. Uh-huh. Uh, they were people were tweeting Elon Musk about it. They wanted to be able to connect Steam to their to their Tesla so they could play on the the in screen or in dash screen thing. Uh, and someone was like, "Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to play Mario Kart on my on my Tesla." <laughs> and Elon Musk tweeted, "He's like, yeah, we already tried, and Nintendo won't license it to us." <laughs> so I was like, "That's awesome that they even like tried that. That's amazing." I, you know, I love Nick, or I was gonna say Tesla. I love uh, Elon Musk. What he's doing, he's doing God's work out there. He's quite the guy. Yeah, um, that's funny that people want to be able to play games in their car. And it was funny that they had already tried. <laughs> they had already tried to to do Mario Kart on it. Musk is one of us. He's just trying to do something a lot greater than we're trying to do in our free time. Oh yeah. So. Um, that was my last thing, Will, so go ahead. Yeah, my, my last one is Path of Exile's PS4 port got delayed uh, 2019, February. So got to wait a little bit longer for that. That's not huge, though. Um, and that's really it for me on 
things that let me do a quick run through yeah um, we'll check anthem's closed alpha will be held next week mm-hmm. um let me get a I, d I would like y'all. to try that i don't think i'd like it but i would like to try it regardless Ooh, bad timing december 8th and 9th yeah that's not gonna happen then bad timing right there um yeah. Destructoid's review of Fallout 76 was up. If you're curious, got a 4 out of 10. 4, yeah. That seems to be its score. This is about a 4. Pretty brutal, pretty brutal. Um, the new hero in here is the Storm. Ophia is out there. Uh, if anybody's interested, you can play Ash, the new Overwatch character, competitively now, too. I guess Blizzard implemented that the new hero can't be used competitively right off the bat. Oh, really? Which... Might be a good idea. Uh, yeah. Stop people from using that character and being terrible with whoever it is in competitive play. Yeah. Or until if, they've had had time to work out the kinks in the in the meta. Yep, exactly. Or if it's overpowered to like it's just being able to run over everybody. So ah, that's cool. Um, that might be it though. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, so we can move on to we can move on to our weeks. What, yeah. what have you got going on, Will? Uh, school, pretty much. I'm getting close to finishing up. So, um, I thought I had like a month and a half left after Thanksgiving, but I only have three weeks. So, um, after this week, two weeks, and I'm excited. I am supposed to have class the 17th, which is Monday, but I I won't because I'll have everything done. So really. I'm done after the week we get back from Smash, so. Right. Nice. I'm going to have done no homework that weekend and coming into finals. No homework, but also um, uh, Not- you, uh, well, playing Smash for countless hours. It's, it's tiring. It's mentally tiring. Well, and you know what? That, on top of when I do these type of things, fun weekends with people vacations like holidays i actually get really bummed when i have to like return to real like reality yeah i'm one of those people so when i get back i know sunday whenever i get back i'm gonna be like i don't want to do anything right so that's probably what's gonna happen um so it's gonna be interesting to see how how the end of my semester goes with that um other than that i've really been just studying and working and playing spyro when i have time Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, for me, so we close on the house first thing tomorrow morning, and then we're going to be moving all day. I had wanted to paint before we moved in, but we're just running out of time. Obviously, next weekend is Smash weekend, so we couldn't give ourselves a week to, to move in. But we're also, like, we're at critical mass here in this house, and it's just too small for, for all of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, close and, and move tomorrow. Uh, I've been packing uh, here and there all week, but today I kind of put the put the push on and and packed most of the kitchen stuff. And uh, this should be the last time we record the podcast in this studio. Uh, it'll be in the new studio wow. next week, hopefully. Uh, same thing with rookie camp. Um, we'll be doing rookie camp hopefully Sunday night from the the new studio. So because we're just moving the bare essentials tomorrow, and then Sunday we're going to come and remo- move the rest. So, like my computer will still be here until Sunday. Um, a few other things and then uh, you know go from there but it was nice to get back into the house today because we had to do the final walkthrough 
because mm-hmm. uh, we hadn't been there since the inspection, which was over two months ago. So you kind of forget, like we for, had forgotten how big it was on the inside uh, and how nice it was, too. So yeah. that was a good thing to get get back in there and uh, plan out where we're going to put stuff. We never got the chance to do that, really. Um, we have to live in it a little bit before we decide what colors we want to paint things. but Because all the walls are just white. So we like to have colors, so we're going to need to paint everything. Um, but we want to live there for a little bit first and see what color we want to paint stuff so little mauve little mauve action yeah probably not mauve we like colors we actually uh are the usually what we do is we do uh uh we like gray so we do gray but we do like a brightly colored accent wall Mm -hmm. uh we like to tie the grays together in the various rooms but that that's what we go for for the most part so i was actually gonna suggest um one color I really like is a gray, kind of like a darker gray. It's like a little yeah. bit of black to it. Like I guess obsidian might be the type of like charcoal. Yeah, but not that dark. Not that dark. Yeah, I like it to be clearly gray, but a darker gray. Okay, it's hard to yeah. explain. I'm not no, good I, with colors. I I understand. Yeah, I mean gray is that's what's popular in like modern style houses nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um. So that and that's what I've liked for a while. Um, our living room, actually, we've gotten countless compliments on the on the color matching because it's a it's a gray color, like a darkish gray with a turquoise accent wall. Mm-hmm. And everyone that comes in our living room is like, I can't imagine two colors like going better together than those two. Yeah. So uh, we do get lots of compliments on our on our color choices. So mm-hmm. now like, go ahead. No, go. you finish up your thought. I was, gonna, uh, I was gonna say uh, the the kids' room is uh, like a uh, like a kind of a salmon, okay. uh, but we do opposite walls. So the there's salmon salmon yeah orangish color on the two walls, and then the other two are are gray. Mm-hmm. So now you guys are having your daughter's party in the new house, right? Is that yes. what's happening? Okay, yep. uh, which is part of the reason too we needed to move because um, we. Okay. This uh, this house is going to be in shambles while we're moving out of it. So we didn't want to have to clean up, clean it up. You know, if we move into the new house, it's already clean. Like we just have to unpack some stuff. So I'll have to text you uh, on Saturday for the address because I know generally where it is. But you can stop I'll... by tomorrow if you want. We'll be moving. Okay. After work. So if you want to stop by after work or whatever. Yeah, I'll get done at hopefully eight thirty. Okay. Yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah, if you want to stop by. Sure. And if you need yep. anything, let me know too. Yeah. We should be good. I like I said, I hope to have all the big things moved out, and uh, it would be at that point it'll be probably like hooking up the internet and and uh, screwing the the TV mount into the wall and hanging the hanging the TVs up and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 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 We'll see. I always. I, I always. It always takes a lot longer than I think it's going to. So I tend to have an optimistic uh, same thing with like working on house projects like, uh, you know, a good day's worth of work and it'll be just about done. And it takes like four days. So <laughs> I actually just put a wall mount on for a TV. So I've got a little experience under my belt with that. Yeah, I thought it was going to take like five minutes and it took like 30. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> got to find the studs. You got to make sure it's level. They actually make ones now that you don't need studs um, 
that just have like anch- drywall anchors, which is nice. Uh, which I wouldn't mind for smaller TVs. I still wouldn't feel comfortable with bigger TVs, although our TVs, even our bigger TVs, aren't very heavy, so it would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what I have going on. Um, so that's, again, why we couldn't uh, couldn't have... We were going to do Pokemon Go, uh, like revisited, which we probably will do at some point, just because it's so different now than when it came out, and I don't think we've covered it since... So we'll probably still do that maybe sometime in December. Yeah, definitely. But Okay. Um, what did you play, Will? So yeah, I played Spyro, Reignited Trilogy. I have completed every game to max completion. I've gotten every single achievement, and I did every single school or skill point. So nice. I have legitimately every single thing done in the Reignited Trilogy. You've exhausted things to do in that game. I did, and so much so that I restarted the first game. Oh, really? Yeah, I uh, didn't delete that save, uh, but I restarted on another file and started playing through the the first game again. Okay. There's one thing I want to point out before I talk about Spyro 3, because that's the one that I had no time with. Um, at the In the Artisan Worlds, in the very first game, uh, which the Artisan World is the starting homeworld, there's a door there that's locked. Oh. So I was like, huh, weird, that's there. I probably have to beat the game and get maybe max completion to, in every game to open it up. So I did that, and it's still locked. And it's just sitting there. And huh. I'm wondering what it is. I'm wondering if it's going to be DLC, because I guess they did DLC for Crash. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're going to do like levels that didn't make the cut they're gonna like finish them and fine-tune them and put them out there or if they're gonna do their own like levels just in general like own like a couple worlds where you do some levels like i'm very curious to see what they do um, yeah they haven't said so huh. cool uh it's super cool but what i want to talk about is spyro 3 now i've seen that this game has been considered the best Spyro game, and I never really got why. I always preferred the first one, and while I still probably prefer the first one, I gotta say, Spyro 3 has some of the best levels in the entire series. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, so there's three levels in particular that I I adore, uh, and I'll probably have up there for my favorite levels in all of Spyro. It's Cloud Spire is one of the levels, and then Charmed Ridge is another one, and then probably my favorite is Fireworks Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really cool levels. Like when I got into Fireworks Factory the first time with the music playing and like the characters in it that you're helping, I was like, "This is so cool." Um, because in Spyro Two, you help two little kids who have like superpowers, and they're the in the third game, they're the ones that are in that level that you're helping out again, and it's just such a cool soundtrack going on while you're hitting like ninjas and stuff like that and shooting mm-hmm. these rockets that explode into confetti and things like that. It's just like a Really well-designed level. Um, I love it. And, you know, I thought when I played Spyro 3, I was going to absolutely hate that you had to play as other characters. But I like how they did it, because you play as Spyro 90% of the game. But what happens is when you're in these worlds, there'll be a little section of the map that's kind of blocked off that you have to play as that specific character to do it. So once you have that character saved, you can go into that little portal and do that part of the mission. And I really like it that way. I thought like I would have to go long stretches of time where I'd have to play as another character, but I didn't. And I really liked that because I was like, I, you know, when I play a Spyro game, I want to play Spyro. Right. I didn't want to play as other characters, but the way they did it was really nice. And it was broke the gameplay up 
quite a bit to make it a little bit more change of pace and a little bit uh, and they did a pretty good job making it fun too um i loved the reignited trilogy as i said it's my favorite it's the most fun i have had playing games all year uh, which says a lot because a lot of really good games came out this year i mean like dragon ball fighters came out octopath traveler came out hollow knight like i played hollow knight the first time Uh so that kind of says a lot about the game um the nostalgia for it is unbelievable and you know i think people for 40 dollars, it's really well worth it um it's a ton of fun yeah i'm excited to, to play it how how long do you think i know how long the first game is but how long do you think the second and third games are uh so i put probably in the second game so my total hours played i think might have been 30 33 uh-huh. so i want to say maybe i did 10 to 12 hours in the second game and maybe 15 plus for the third game okay. um you know the first game i think i since i've redone it i'm like 50 percent of the way through uh percentage wise i don't even have two hours yet um that game is really easy for me because i know where everything is because i've played it so many times as a kid uh-huh. so that one's really easy the other two took me a little bit longer because i only played a little bit of two and never played three so i had to kind of figure out where things were hidden right um so that kind of that slowed me down a little bit and because like i wasn't expecting certain things i died a couple times so on and so forth so that slowed me down um and i don't know how much of that is me just leaving the xbox on too so, oh yeah yeah pausing would, it to go to the bathroom and make food and exactly. come back an hour later yeah exactly so if i were to guess in you got between all three games you got 35 hours with 12 to 15 for spyro 2 and maybe close to 20 if you take your time okay um, third game nice. Uh, because, you know, in the first game, it's structured how there's three levels that you do. There's the flying mission, and then there's the final boss for that world. So you don't do that many levels per per world. But uh-huh. in the second one, you do, like, eight levels per world. And then there's the flying one, and then you do the boss fight. So there's a lot more to do in the second and third games. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. I, I Like I said, I can't stop playing it like i said i restarted the first game up again start playing because I, I legitimately love playing them so nice i can't wait for you to play them dan yeah yeah christmas time i should be able to should be able to visit them yeah that's uh that's all i played though i'm kind of getting getting ready for smash brothers yeah yeah same here though uh the only thing i'm still working on uh is octopath traveler uh, I did technically beat it, I guess. Um, thank you. Uh, so if you beat it with the character that you... If you finish the stories for the character that you started with, the credits roll, and you quote-unquote beat the game. Uh, the only story I haven't finished is Alphans. He's the last last chapter four I need to finish. Okay. Um, and then I think there's some stuff that you can do after that. There's a few... A couple side missions that I've picked up since... Um, since I've been working on the chapter fours that I that I need to do, uh, one of them was a really tough boss fight uh, that I just had to level up a little bit more for. But still loving uh, Octopath. It's I think I'm 75 hours into it, so I would guess I have another five to ten before I'm uh, before I'm completely done with it. So hopefully, hopefully by next week, I'll I'll at least have beaten Alfin's story by next week. Uh, for next week's podcast so wait there's more after the the eight stories i think so i think there's a there's a few things that you can do there's there's like an after post game like content oh man what i gather 
I don't know. I'm at 75 right now, having not finished. I've only finished three stories. Okay. So I, I know Corey had complained about some of the Chapter 4 bosses being hard. I haven't encountered that at all. I've pretty much whipped, whooped all of them, so... Yeah, I, I've been getting spanked by Hanets. Holy crap. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. What did it, who'd, you, who'd you roll out there? Um, Primrose, because she was who I started with. Cyrus, Hanet, and Ophelia, I believe. Okay. O- Ophelia. So Ophelia was uh, cleric and uh, thief. Mm-hmm. Hanet was a warrior and the hunter. Cyrus was merchant and uh, scholar, and then uh, Primrose was the the dancer scholar. I forget you don't have uh, the sub or the advanced classes. I I got one of them. I got sorcerer, but that was who I beat Hanit's thing with. I got okay. sorcerer. I've gotten sorcerer since. Okay. Uh, I did get spanked in the Runeblade. Was it Runeblade? I got spanked in, and then. One of the other ones, but I I got sorcerer. That was wasn't too bad. Um, Did you think? Yeah. I have a couple of actually points I want to make. Did you figure out yeah. the strategy for the sorcerer? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't have too much trouble with that one. I don't remember what it was now, but because I it did a few nights ago. But, yeah, yeah you, I kind of would. I forgot what ability it was, but you do it so it casts a single effect on all of the party, um, and then. I casted Reflective Veil or whatever, so oh, yeah. no, yep. no magic hit anybody. Uh-huh. And that's kind of yeah. that's how I did it. Oh, okay. I didn't do that. I, think I, it's, just kinda, I just kind of slogged through it. I think it's CLT, just Sacrifice. I think that might be Primrose's. Yes, that sounds right. That uh, and sounds then I, right. I put it on Ophelia, and then she put the Veil on everybody. Okay. Next question. What did yeah. you think of Primrose's final? I thought it was good. It was... It it definitely took a different turn than I thought it was going to, mm-hmm. um, but I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that fight. I liked how they did the. It was like a theatrical yeah. battle. I thought it was a really well done uh, final boss, and like they kind of did it in the two phases where one was like fake the fight, yeah. and then it was the actual. Fight. Like I was like, whoa, wow! Like I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite story so far. I can't imagine I'll like Alphans better. His was my least favorite. To this mm-hmm. point, so uh, but yeah, I I thought that was those it was quite good mm-hmm. that whole story. Yeah, it's a, I'm a big fan of. I thought it was a really really well done story. So yeah. Uh, so that's all I've been playing. Uh, great stuff though, great stuff. Uh, all right, feedback. And mm-hmm. I, I know we got a decent amount of feedback this week. We'll call it up here. Uh, so I'll go through the emails first. We got three emails, and then we I know we have one on Facebook, too. Uh, so this one is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey, guys, this will be short because it is last minute, but Dan, please play Assassin's Creed, Creed Odyssey. It is by far the best Assassin's Creed without being Assassin's Creed. The combat is like Horizon Zero Dawn, and there is really not that much shitty AC stuff you hate, and it has the ship stuff like Black Flag. So if you find it cheap, do it. Uh, I'm absolutely going to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm going to get it on PC at some point. Um, 
you know, uh, as I said, we're going to be getting a system, but if I can play it someplace where it's 60 frames and I can customize the graphics, however, like that's how I'm going to play it. I did play it briefly on the um, Project Stream, which is Google's like game streaming service, uh, but it was just way too choppy for me to be able to enjoy it. So, um, but I, I, I did, I did enjoy the combat more, and I've read nothing but great things about it, and so I'm, I'm definitely interested. Um, hopefully I can get it on, you know, if I can get it for like 30 bucks, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the trigger and, and play it. So that was from Jake. Uh, next is from Corey Murtha. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who says, hi guys. I want to know what you guys know about the fallout 76 controversies. I love hating on a low effort cash grab as much as the next person, but since I'm not as close to games as I once was, is that what's really going on here? I saw a Reddit post today that Bethesda was giving, gifting 500 in game credits to players in exchange for an inventory issue. The commenters were joking that's not even enough for the 700 credit in-game bag you can buy to help solve the issue. Is Bethesda jumping the shark? Are there any glimmers of hope? Or are there any any glimmers of good in Fallout 76? Is it really just an iterative lump of something EA would poo out? My second point is please find a way to play Red Dead 2. It's not as perfect (laughs) as I thought my first 10 or so hours, but it's still a special game. My issues come down to lack of creativity when it comes to progression. The best guns aren't much different, better or different than the worst ones. Same with horses. Your character skills also don't improve much throughout the game. Unless you like dressing up and toying with cosmetics, there really isn't much at all when it comes to progress outside of the story, of course. You can improve your camp, but even that is limited, and I was fully upgraded by Chapter 2. All this said, nothing beats a moonlight ride across the prairie on my humble steed, Roach. Yes, I named him that. It's a beauty of a game. Uh, so first, let's touch on Fallout 76. So, same boat. I kind of I agree hating on low-effort games, making fun of Bethesda, especially because I, you know, I pick on Bethesda all the time. I think I've been the biggest Bethesda hater on this podcast for the last couple of years. Definitely. Uh, I don't know what... I haven't played it, so it's basically kind of what I've been reading, what people say, and I think I think it was a low-effort game. I do think that, but I also think that there is potential for this game to be good at the same yeah. time. Um. I just don't buy the excuse that we've never made online games, so we're learning. But they had, they can get anybody they want. It's Bethesda, you know, like they can bring in talent to do this. I just think, I just think it was a lazy game for them to pump out. Like I know a lot of the code for it kind of hasn't worked really well, and I know that they've had. um, I'm trying to remember all the issues. My friend is super into what it is. I'm trying to look through my phone to find this text to try and see what. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, so Beardless brings up in the chat the the big the controversy where they awarded the credits wasn't wasn't for the the game itself actually. It was for the two hundred dollar collector's edition that was supposed to come with a really like high quality canvas bag. And when people started getting their their collector's editions, the bag that came in it was like a chintzy nylon bag and not what they advertised at all. Uh, and their their way to remedy that is by get was by giving 500 in-game credits, which is not very much, um, you know, especially when you're talking about to me, that's false advertising, uh, you know, to or a bait and switch, whatever. Uh, to me, it's what they did was illegal, uh, if you ask me. But 
I don't know that that that's a a fair reason to get upset because you know they didn't get anything close to what they were advertised. So, all right. So I have the the text that I was my friend was sent me. So he said, mm-hmm. uh, "The fact you can see players at any time on the map is stupid. Everything you build also goes into your inventory every time you get off. So you have to rebuild it every single time you get on. Um, you." Can't kill somebody without them accepting a duel first, but the thing is with that, they always will get the first shot because they're the ones accepting, so it's super easy for them to win a duel. Um, there's zero anti-cheat. Your IP isn't encrypted, so you can get DDoS super easily. Um, there is a glitch in Fallout 4 that could cause a player to run faster and hit faster, and because they use the same exact engine, Summary 6 has the same bug, didn't even patch it, and it kills the multiplayer survival feel to the game. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what my friend thought about it. The only one of us that's played it is Eric, right? And he said the very first enemy he ran into was bugged. <laughs> that's hasn't, right. He hasn't played it since. We'll, we'll have him talk about it when he comes on for the Smash episode. Because I do, I do want to hear his thoughts. He did say Corey would hate it. So I think, but I think we, we could all probably surmise that from, from what we've heard about the game. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't sound interesting to me at this point. I'm, I'm absolutely not going to buy it unless it comes to steam. I'm not buying a game on, on Bethesda's own client. There was some uh, controversy too about the, the reef about refunds too. Um, so I, I didn't read up on that, but apparently it's a problem to refund, refund the game, uh, like you would a, a steam refund, Apparently Bethesda's uh, PC client wasn't wasn't prepared for that or or what have you. But yeah, it's kind of a mess. It's getting really bad reviews. It seems like a shell a uh, shell of a game. You know, it's it's. I think the people that have described it this way are right that it's the this year's uh, No Man's Sky. You know, it'll be two years down the line before it's a game worth playing. And that I th- as you said. It's a shell of a game. I think if they did an early access for thirty dollars, that would have stemmed so much of the backlash. And then when it's actually finished, put sixty dollar price tag on it for the people who don't want to bother playing an early access game. Yeah, no, that that would have gone a long way. I think to to generate some some positivity about the game because I don't know anyone that like loves it. You know, there's probably some people that don't mind it, but. I just I, think, don't know, I didn't know about the inventory thing. Like anything you build goes away when you're off the offline. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's like everything you build, you just gotta redo. Purpose. It seems like I don't know. It, it just it's the same thing with like or Blizzard doing the Diablo Immortal at the end of their conference. Like so much of that could have been stemmed if they just moved it to a different time. It's the same yeah. thing with Bethesda with the the pricing model of this game. They could have done so much better and probably cured a lot of the issues that people were going to have with it because now it's just a big internet joke and nobody's really having any serious dialogue about the game it's just everybody just ripping it apart so you don't get really anything if they fix something like you don't really hear about it because everybody will just go lol fallout 76 (laughs) online so you now they've pretty much doomed themselves until they really do a full effort on changing it i'm gonna put some fallout 76 uh gameplay up in the in the stream so we can watch a little bit while we're while we're chatting about it and real quick i kind of want to ask you how do you feel about bethesda using the same engine for star 
Starfield and um, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. I mean, maybe they'll just. I'd like to say they'll they'll do a better job squashing bugs, but that's probably not what's going to happen, you know. Because I I've read on like I forgot I might have been on Destructoid where I read it where they said. Or maybe it was Kotaku. I don't know. But if they're using the same engine, you know, somebody who's been working with the same engine for a long time can get the most out of it and know how to work it and make mm-hmm. games faster because they're so used to it. But at the same time, this engine was also used for Morrowind or Oblivion. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember which one. I know. I mean, Fallout 76, it looks like garbage. It, yeah, it does. It looks like hot garbage. I saw some graphical compare. I think I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I saw some graphical comparisons between Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, and Fallout 4 was far superior. It, there yeah. wasn't even close. So, and like this is their next game until Starfield is 76. Yeah, I don't think they have anything else in the in the pipeline, do they? No, like oh they, no, Rage Rage 2. Well, I'm talking games they're making, not okay, publishing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. They're publishing because I'm. Sh- I'm sure we'll get a couple more published Bethesda game, but like Bethesda software's developed. Like we're not getting until Starfield, and that might be 2021. Like we yeah. don't, we have no idea when that'll be. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, Bethesda's in my opinion not in very good shape. Yeah. Uh, Beardless says Bethesda's long since proven they're not getting better despite having used the engine for so long. I agree. I mean, well, all, all their games are buggy messes. It's it's a joke at this point. Yeah, and then like you see developers like Guerrilla Games making Horizon Zero Dawn. Like it's their very first open world game, and they crushed it. It's amazing. Yeah. And then Bethesda has been in the game doing this for so long, and their games but, are getting open so... world. Their games have been open world forever. Yeah, and they're getting worse. Yeah. So I don't want to bring up Breath of the Wild again, but I'll bring up Breath of the Wild again. Like that's the first like super open world. Uh, Zelda game uh, with weird like physics and stuff and yeah there was some weird glitchy stuff but it wasn't to the level of uh, a Bethesda game you know yeah it it had the Nintendo polish on it and they used some things from well they used some things that they saw in Skyrim that were cool things that they implemented and they made a way better open world game than anything that um, Bethesda's done so I just feel like they get they get away with way too much. I feel Bethesda has over the years. I think now it's finally starting to catch up to them, and it makes me a little happy. I feel bad though because the people who are making these games are the ones getting ripped apart, and I think it's not they're the soldiers in this. Yeah, just kind of doing doing what they can to make the game. And that's yeah. That said, don't threaten the developers for this game. Like I, no one in our listening audience would do anything like that, but. If you know anyone that would threaten the, any of the developers, don't do that. That just yeah. makes things worse. Don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. Write an email, complain to the company as a whole, and or complain on Reddit or whatever, and hopefully people are here, but don't threaten anybody about it. I wish the developers and programmers got a little bit more love because you, you look at a game like Red Dead, you know who's profiting off of that? The high-ups and Rockstar, like the people <laughs> sitting in chairs who were making the decisions. Yeah, no, that's why... I don't know if you remember, it was a couple years ago. What It was a, a game... I don't know if it was the Game Awards, but Greg Miller uh, singled out uh, environmental developer, uh, environmental creator for... Um, 
was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? It was one of the Tomb Raider games. Mm-hmm. He singled out a, a, a per- specific person who did made the environments for the game and, and thanked them for yeah. it. And I was like, that's that's awesome. You know, yeah. you just made that person's day. You know, they could have been they could have had serious crunch when they were making their game and did nothing but got told they were trash by their boss. But, you know, you have Greg Miller, uh, you know, a, a industry person thank yeah. you specifically for your awesome work on the environments of of the tomb raider games you know yeah yeah it's just like these people who kind of the suits kind of make all the money and the ones who get their their sports cars their ferraris stuff like that and like it's the developers who are kind of getting put to task for the crunch time like at rockstar and they're doing all the hard work there and they're the ones not getting any love you know i just i think that's backwards a little bit but that's another topic for another time right I also don't know how the ends of the industry work, so I could be off base too. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like crunch is a, a fairly established concept at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. The core also says, please find a way to play Red Dead Two. Uh, I will be playing Red Dead Two. I don't know if it'll be before the year's over. As I said, there's been rumors that we're going to be getting a console for Christmas, so I will play it. Just may not be right like it may not be right around christmas it may be maybe it'll be like a four in february game next year uh, but i will i will play it definitely now do the rumors indicate whether it's going to be a one x or the slim or it's the s s okay it's it's, it's, it's for it's for my mother-in-law for for our kids gotcha and also let's go uh let's go pikachu oh also so <laughs> those are going to be Mama and Daddy's games too. <laughs> Max, leave me alone. Yep, I'm playing Spyro. <laughs> I can't wait till that's a thing. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he brings up actually a lot of a lot of my my criticisms for Rockstar games. It's the lack of of progression for your character. You know, I grew up on RPGs. Um, and he, you know, one of my complaints about aside about the first Red Dead, aside from being boring, was the kind of lack of progression, and it seems like that's still like a bit of an issue here. So um, we'll see. Uh, you know, I probably won't like it as much as Corey, but hopefully, I like it more than I liked the first one, and hopefully, I like it more than I liked uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, which I absolutely hated. So, so thank you, Corey, for writing in. Thanks, Core. Sparky. Sparky Doodle. Uh, next is from Tate, who says, Sup, dudes. I had a very eventful Thanksgiving week. I had five days of no work, and I used that time to spend 30 hours playing and beating XCOM Enemy Within. Hey, well done, Tate. Yeah, wow. That's Round impressive. Applause. Well done. I uh, played on normal difficulty and lost three people along, along the way. It was fun customizing my squad into my family members and friends, which totally made it, made it mean more to me to try and protect them all at, at all costs. Uh, since I enjoyed it so much, I listened to XCOM 2 episode by a gentleman. It sounded like you weren't too hot on it, so I wasn't going to buy it. But I still have that XCOM itch, and I can't scratch it by playing en- through Enemy Within again. So I got the collection of XCOM 2 and XCOM XCOM 2, and I'm excited to get into it. I think it'll help me knowing that it's harder than Enemy Within, and there's annoying enemies to fight before I go into it. So I'll let you know how that goes. 
I also subscribe to a month of Xbox Game Pass for a dollar, and since I have nine days off around Christmas, I'm going to play as much as I can. Plus, my wife will be working three nights out of the week, so I'll have plenty of time to play games during that month on Game Pass. I look forward to that. I bought a new PC laptop on Black Friday, and I got my Steam account up and running and finally installed all the games I've received from you guys, and so far the one I like the most is the Banner Saga. So I'm enjoying that story now, but I was wondering, are there any other sites besides Steam, Green Man Gaming, GOG, and Origin that you guys use PC games? Uh, I'm wanting to get more into PC gaming now that I have a better laptop. Anyways, keep potting on, gents. Thanks for inspiring me, inspiring me to play different games I missed over the years. My gaming experience is a thousand times better since listening to the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Taterade out. Uh, so we'll talk about XCOM 2 first. I actually liked XCOM 2. Uh, my, I was the only one that liked it. Uh, my biggest complaints about it were the performance. It ran like absolute garbage for the first probably two or three months. Uh, and I actually, I, I believe I got to a point where I couldn't advance, mm-hmm. which is why I stopped playing it. And I stopped playing it for a couple of months while they patched stuff. Uh, and then when I went, when I went back to play, like it, it was better, but it still did not run as well as the first XCOM. And I, I don't think that's ever been fixed. I think it still runs kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind when you're going into it. But I, I enjoyed it. It definitely wasn't as good as the first one. Um, but I still enjoyed it. I, I did like the whole uh, fighting a guerrilla war aspect about it, which because um, you're, you know, the the canon of the game is that the Earth get, does end up getting taken over, um, and you're you're kind of a resistance movement, which I think is a really cool concept, and I think the game plays into that really well, um, and lets you lets you capitalize on that kind of uh, as best you can. Um, so yeah, I did like XCOM too uh xbox games pass yeah that's a must really like if you have an xbox nowadays um i know we'll be getting that so and one dollar dollars a steal game pass xbox yeah. Games pass. yeah game pass is definitely worth it um there's a lot of really good stuff on there right now i think getting it for forza horizon 4 is enough and there's Just, still more yeah is that's worth it alone i i mean i can't wait to play through like the Halo campaigns and stuff. Yeah, I'm so far behind on all that stuff. Um, uh, new PC laptop. Uh, oh, uh, game sites. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, Humble Bundle. That's where I've padded the majority of my game library. Uh, so Humble Bundle, they have like the Humble Store. Uh, it's humblebundle.com, by the way. Um, but they have they have bundles that they do for like two weeks, uh, and then they have Humble Monthly, which um, it's like a kind of a curated list of games that you get in a month, and it unlocks on the first. I believe it's the first Friday of every month, but there's early unlocks, so you know like what one or two or sometimes even three games in that are going to be, and then the rest are are surprise games. Uh, and I've done that a few times and gotten a few games. I'm, I'll, you know what? I'll call that up right now and, and see what's on, what kind of bundles they have. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Bundles. They have a board game bundle, Stardock bundle. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven's on sale. Let's see what... Oh, it's Humble, Humble Jumbo Bundle. Uh, so this one has Pinstripe... Um, Super House of Dead Ninjas, Super House of Dead Ninja, True Ninja Pack, Rise and Shine for a dollar or more. 
Uh, and then for more than the average at 515, you get Project High Rise, Construction Simulator 2015, and Battle Chef Brigade. And then if you pay $10 or more, you also get Dirt 4 and Oriental Empires with that. So that's kind of how the, the, the normal bundles work. Um, for Humble Monthly, you get... Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, Ground Zeroes, and the Phantom Pain. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. City Skylines, and then City Skylines After Dark are the early unlocks. Uh, that'll unlock on Friday, and then the Humble Monthly is twelve dollars a month. It's it's pretty good. So that honestly, that's a steal for Ground Zeroes alone, and City Skylines comes with that. That's a really really good deal. Definitely. Um, so do that. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up. They're talking a little bit about XCOM in the chat. Uh, if you're interested in more XCOM, try The Long War. Um, that's a mod for XCOM, and then there's one for XCOM 2. Okay. Uh, just just do a search for it. You'll find it. Um, that's really adds some depth to the game. And really, like uh, one of the things when they were developing XCOM 2, the developers looked at The Long War for the first XCOM uh, and took some of those ideas into XCOM too. So, I love when developers do that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that good. That's how good the mod was. Is the developers took some ideas from it. Yeah, they were willing to see what fans were doing, and they didn't get stubborn and dig their heels and be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things about XCOM too also is that um, so when you create people, and like if you're, what did I just do? Okay, if you create people, you can create them in like a separate window, and you can have them come up, pop up as a separate like thing. It's a separate thing in the menu, um, and you can have them like pop up as random characters that you have to like escort or or whatever, or like um, as different things. So you don't have to have them necessarily be in your party, and then they're there. Like if you need to start over, if you get wiped out or whatever, you can just have them automatically re like rejoin your, your thing. It's it's and a lot more customization options for your characters in the first game. So, uh, yeah, where was I going with that? Mm, XCOM two. Yeah. Still on Tate's email. Um, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Uh, thanks for inspiring me to play different games I missed over the years. My gaming experience is a thousand times better since listening to the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Oh, the Banner Saga. He likes the Banner Saga. It's a good the one. Banner, yeah, the Banner Saga is awesome. I have to do the trilogy. I only beat the first game. I want to play two and three. Um, I've heard they're not necessarily as good as the first one, but I still need to see the end of that story because it was good stuff. So... Uh, but Beardless 2 says War of the Chosen for XCOM 2 is really good, too. So, uh, And I've also heard that from other people. Um, so, yeah, if you're getting XCOM 2, definitely definitely look into the expansion. Uh, okay. Oh, where's the Fallout gameplay? Yeah. Oh, one thing I forgot to cover when we were talking about the news at the beginning is that uh, Nintendo has finally removed their game... Their their uh, content creators restrictions. Yeah, what was with that? Uh, so before you had to be a, a an officially approved Nintendo content creator to monetize uh, Nintendo games, like your videos for Nintendo games. Okay. Uh, but they've gotten rid of that, and they've gone with more standard uh, standard guidelines. So 
pretty much you just have to add something of content to the you can't just do like uh no commentary playthroughs you have to add some sort of commentary or some sort of some sort of editing or something to the to the videos um to be able to monetize them so yeah are you telling me nintendo did something that was normal yes yes it did (laughs) (laughs) wow shocking i know but they did (laughs) what a world we're living in oh i know uh okay so i think we have one more piece of feedback Um, double check our emails are good this was on facebook from rachel who says facebook is such a disaster yeah facebook's awful well especially because i don't have the app on my phone i just have dang it i'm gonna call it up my laptop or my chromebook yeah, I don't have the I don't have the Facebook app on my phone because I don't like I don't use Facebook. So none of, none of us do. <laughs> I have it just to use do podcast stuff, but I don't like use it. I get on once every three weeks usually. That's kind of how I use Facebook. Yeah, I just post on the Thumbstick Athletes page and not as often as I should either. I got to get our Twitter password, by the way, Dan, because I want to be able to tweet nibble bits and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You have to, you have to talk to Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I have it like in my thing. I just don't know. You have it saved. Yeah, yeah I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> we have like three or four different passwords that we use for our stuff, and I can never remember what it is. Okay, so we're the worst. <laughs> uh, this is from Rachel, who says. Uh, hi guys, I was in a bit of a gaming funk, so I decided to give PS Now seven day free trial a shot. I discovered Civilization Revol- Revolution on there, and I love it. I never played a game like this. The term turn based strategy always intimidated me. It's a welcome break from shooters and third person games. I like being able to play at my own pace, stop and think about decisions, and not worry about aiming and being attacked. It's got me interested in trying other games like this. Any suggestions? Uh, thanks a lot, Rachel in Cleveland. So Eric actually chimed in with a couple of really good answers. He said, uh, XCOM is one of my favorites, and you should try the other Civilization games if you have a PC to play them on. Uh, he said, be sure that you play the first XCOM, not the second, <laughs> which we talked about already. Uh, and that Civilization Six is also on the Switch. So uh, those are great suggestions. Absolutely. XCOM, the first one is fantastic. We can't say enough good things about it. Um, that's also... That's on the PS4 too, right? They put the remaster on the PS4 or updated yeah, version? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what's on PS now, but if you want to play some old games, is Final Fantasy Tactics on PS now? Uh, no, I don't believe it is. Okay. Uh, but that that's one you can get. Can you get that one in the game store? There's no original PlayStation games on the PlayStation 4. What? They're... I, I don't. Get, I had to buy a PlayStation Three, Dan, to do it. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's not an option. You know what? I'll. Uh, I'll do a quick search. See, it, see PS Now games. It's embarrassing that Sony never and isn't going to release their PlayStation One games on the store. Yeah. Uh, XCOM oh. Enemy Unknown is not on PS Four. Wow. Okay. So that's I, shocking to me. Maybe it's on PS Now. It would have to be on PS. Now. I think I'll, so. It's it seems like there's a lot of like 2K games on there. PlayStation Now. Let's explore the catalog. 
Yeah, that's what I'm kind of doing too. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, okay, XCOM 2 is on there. But don't play that one. Yeah, I would guess the first XCOM is probably on there. The second one is, yeah. Greatest hits. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, Civilization Six—that's not too uh, too demanding on your system, even if you have like a laptop that should run. Even if you want to do the older ones, uh, I probably wouldn't recommend going any earlier than Civ Five, right? Yeah. Um, uh, as for Switch games, uh, I can't. I don't. I don't think she has a Switch. I think she's got the the PS4 and and a uh, a computer. Um, but if you have a Switch, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is awesome. So, I think uh, this PlayStation Now website is not too easy. No, I I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think it is on PlayStation Now XCOM the original. Okay. Um, but any of the original PlayStation games, you gotta get a PlayStation Three for that. I think some PlayStation Two games are on there. Um, but not a ton. They kind of kind of abandoned that. So um, Microsoft is the one that's way better with the backwards, backwards compatibility, compatibility stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, they also have the EA Access thing, um, also, which is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, those are definitely some. I uh, hmm, drawn blanks on other games. Let me let me do a search here. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Mm. That's a yeah, fantastic game. That's turn based. Um, I think Valkyria Chronicles Four just came out for the PS4 Every, and Switch. Yeah, yeah, it came out on everything. PC, it's on PC too. I don't. Is it on Xbox One? I do declare. Let me check real quick. Okay. Yeah. It is out on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows. Yeah. Uh, that reviewed really well. So, yeah, a lot of people are saying best ter- turn-based strategy games, XCOM. <laughs> that's that's the big one. Um, if you're looking for more like indie type of games, Into the Breach is a good one. I yeah, love that into, game. Into the Breach is awesome. So, uh, I want to get like a decent list here. I always draw blanks when I when i read these it's all that pressure i know well my brain is just so tired by the end of the day yeah we record pretty late and we've had pretty long days when we get to this point yeah oh banner saga banner saga games yeah banner saga games are good battle tech battle tech yep uh xcom again we know that one. Invisible Ink is really cool. That's the spy, the spy game. Mhm. That game is actually really fun. It's it is really fun. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a there's a decent list for you. Um, great question, too. And I know there's more games too that we're. Oh, forgetting. there's absolutely there's absolutely more. Um, but yeah, like I think Eric really hit the nail on the head with XCOM. That's that you can't go wrong with that game. It's it's amazing, and you know Tate just played through it and loved it, and 
wants more XCOM. So, so yeah, that would probably be our our top choice, and it's pretty available on things. What, what about a game that's turn based combat? Does that count? Yeah, I Child of so. Light. Yeah, Child of Light. That's uh, that's a uh, you know our RPG turn based RPG. Turn based RPG. So you're got an overworld and you're moving around, but the actual is a turn based kind I, of a fighting game. So yeah, I, I actually bought Child of Light for the Switch. That game, I remember giving that game game of the year for me. I loved it. Yeah, so good. So, oh, yeah. um, Go sorry, Massive Chalice. Massive Chalice is really good too. Yeah. Um. There's that one. Uh, that's in the vein of like a final fantasy tactics grid it is, it is a cool like little um um traits into the game kind of yes. how how your your families or whatever your characters kind of behave it's yeah. you gotta play it it's pretty cool massive chalice is very cool that's a great recommendation um I think it's, that's- it's whimsical too like like uh double fine games usually are there's also Pit People, which is the makers of um, Castle Crashers and Battle Block Theater. That's more of a silly kind of turn-based game, too, um, if you're looking for something that's a little light. I've um, seen some gameplay for that. I haven't actually played it myself. I guess it's really good. So It looks good. Did Corey play that? He has not yet. I, I, I have it bought on, on Steam. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I think okay. it came out this year. Yeah. Should get to it. Right. Okay. I think that's good, right? Yep. So we do the game giveaway? Definitely. Three people, right? Uh yeah, we'll we'll not count Corey in the in the game giveaway list since most of the games are his already anyway. So does that make I it got, two? I've got to send Jake's games too. No, it was three. It was uh Jake was one, Tate was two, and Rachel was three. Gotcha, okay. Number Two. Number two. That Tate. Tate. Yep. Big T Bird is the okay. winner. Chicken dinner. 150. Tell me when you're you're ready for me to start. Ready, go oh, jeez. All right. Boom. 105. 05. Half minute hero. The second coming. Game always makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, 125. 125 is Monaco. That's a good one. Those are both pretty good. Uh, yeah. 132. 132 is Gary's Mod. 52. 52 is Mother Russia Bleeds. That's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Last but not least, number one. One? Yeah. One is blank. <laughs> Roll again. 33. 33. Uh, black Mesa. Perfect. That's a, not a bad selection of games. No, not at all. Um... So yeah, 105, Half Minute Hero, Second Coming, 125, Monaco, 132, Gary's Mod, 52, is Mother Russia Bleeds, 
And 33 is Black Mesa. So let us know what you want, Tate, for, for next week, and we'll send it to you. Jake, I still have to send you your games. Uh, I will get right on that. I'll send them tonight, hopefully. I think I still have your picks from what I gather, but uh, if not, yeah, next week's episode, um, I guess we're going to have to think about it now, right? We were yeah. going to do the game awards, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, something on Wednesday, right, is what we're planning. Yeah, we'll probably record Wednesday. That makes sense. Maybe we'll do Pokemon Go. I don't know. We'll, we'll let you know. Maybe we'll, we'll discuss, let... discuss it briefly right after. Yeah. See if we can come up with something yeah, quick. That makes sense. So, yeah, that'll do it for episode 384 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Black